such a beautiful sound. <clears throat> Welcome back to Dirt Tracks and Rear Bracks, episode 53. We've got a full crew here tonight. Me and Bunner and Kyle, as always. Got a special guest for everybody today. Driver of the number seven non-wing car, Critter Malone. Take two. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Try, try this on a take two. But anyway, so originally you're from California. Uh, when did you make the move back to Indiana, and uh, were, you, were you happy you did? Um, I've been back and forth pretty much my whole life. Um, I was born out there. I lived out there for, I don't know, two or three years, and we moved back um, to go racing. And then uh, I was back here till I was probably, I don't know, 11 or 12, and then we moved back to California, and then I was back here every summer to go racing, so... There until probably I was in my early 20s, I was back and forth a couple times a year. Yeah, and so. let's see, you started out uh, You started out in a midget, is that correct? Yes, yep, started so running midgets. I ran midgets probably first, uh, well, let's see, five or six years um, of racing, I was all midgets. Pavement or dirt or both? Uh, started out with, uh, well, the first year I ran was mostly pavement, and then then, uh, then it started doing, like, a mix, you know, both pavement and dirt, and then the pavement got so expensive, I just bailed on it and just went dirt racing. Gotcha. Yeah, you uh, you had that nice crash at Salem in 91, correct? It was somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. Yep. How old were you when that happened? <laughs> a couple years I don't ago, know, maybe twenty or somewhere around there. Maybe. Hmm. That's a pretty sketchy track, from what I've seen of it. Yeah, Salem. Salem was actually. I like Salem a lot better than Winchester. Winchester was real dark and real tight, and and a lot rougher. Salem was a little bit more open. Didn't have the trees around it, so it seemed brighter, whether it was day or night. Sure. Brighter. Sure. They're like they're like uh, a sister track, though, weren't they? Built. They're pretty similar, like kind of similar banking and things aren't they they're similar banking but um salem's got bigger corners you know wider top to bottom and also a bigger radius so winchester's kind of more like hopstock you know it's two straightaways and then fairly tight corners yep. um and you're pretty much uh well when i ran there you had to be right up on the fence because the track was so rough and run through the rough stuff and set your car and crash, you know, so you had to be above it, which above it was about enough room for the width of a midget between the wall and the rough stuff, so. Yeah, for sure. And now the only place they run uh, pavement midgets now is in Indiana's IRP, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're starting to get, get some stuff going there again. I think they might have run Anderson, too. Uh, yeah, no, they, I'm not they did. Yeah, I think you're right. Um but they're starting, I noticed they started doing that, what, a year or two maybe ago? Yep. Now they're starting to get some cars built back up, so it's kind of cool to see Are you, uh, See it kind of come back. You want to go back? Do you want to do it? Or? Nope. No, you're, done, you're done with the concrete <laughs> pavement? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's too expensive, and the cars, when I did it, you could run the same car, dirt, and pavement, and right about, I don't know, about this 92, not probably 93 is when the pavement special cars came out you know we're starting to come out sure and they were they were a lot better handling cars and, and 
you know, after about a year of that, you can keep up with them with a combo car. For sure, for and sure. So that's kind of when we started running dirt. Gotcha. And so then, what, then go ahead. What's your favorite California track if you running out there? Uh, favorite California track? Well, Pat, I mean, that's around now still or not? I mean, you know, if there's something that's cold. I liked Ascot. Ascot was cool. That was a big half mile. It was a half mile, wasn't it? It was a half mile, but yeah. I only ran there twice, so I really don't have any laps there. Uh, El Centro was always real neat. Um, they don't run that anymore. And then um, Ventura. Ventura, when I first went to Ventura, it was flat. It wasn't anything like what it is now. And then when they added a bunch of banking and made the track they got now, it, it was a pretty neat track. It does look like a cool track. And it sits right on the yeah. beach, so that's pretty badass, too. It's right on yeah. the beach, yeah. So it's, it's, it's got a great setting. You know, Paris, I mean, they're all, all the tracks that are ran there, and Oildale, ran Paris, uh, they're all pretty cool. I wanted to race Santa Maria, I never got to race Santa Maria, that would have been neat. Yeah, they just raced that last night, didn't yeah, they? that's what we just watched. Uh, yeah. Damien Gardner had some words with Chase Johnson. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Santa Maria is kind of a tight joint, you know, it, it, it kind of can get people on their tempers <laughs> for sure <laughs> especially those guys yeah for sure because they have a history awesome so we just got done with uh indiana sprint week uh 2022 uh you ran kokomo and and tri-state and kokomo you can kind of probably forget that one couldn't you yeah i ran tri-state yeah you ran tri-state. <laughs> <laughs> so how was how was getting back to kokomo i know that's the first time you've been back there in a while so yeah i ran there last year for sprint week and then i ran there the MSCS show earlier, like maybe oh, yeah. a month ago. Yeah, me and Charlie were there. We talked to you a little yeah. bit there. Yeah, yeah we talked yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I was, you know, Kokomo, I really, really want to like Kokomo a lot. And I do like it. I just, I don't run good there. You yeah. know, I don't know why. I, I crash every time I go there. Oh, the, so, the, the track's fast. and It's fast, yeah. And, and like on the night that, that I saw you guys there, I, I don't think I did, did crash, but I started out good, and then typically by the end of the feature, I worked my way towards the back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then sprint week, I just crashed qualifying, so let's yeah. just get it out of the way right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just load it. Did you just loaded it up after that? Did you have any repairs? Or? No, we should have, but um, actually, I'm glad I didn't because I, I, we got it out for the heat. And I ran about a lap and a half in the heat race, and the drive line blew Oof. out of it. Oof. Broke the drive shaft stuff, which is all stuff that we didn't get fixed from the crash. Gotcha. So, but I'm glad it did it there and not at Tri-State. Come back home, think everything is fine, then drive down to Tri-State and have it happen right away. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So, so you, I you, mean, we have strange luck. It's <laughs> it's not necessarily good luck, but it's 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 luck nonetheless. Yep. And so you live in Pittsburgh, but you race at Tri-State. Every time they race, almost. Pretty much every race they run there. Yeah. Yep. Is there a reason? I, I like that place. That's my favorite track right now. Um, I know it's good on tire wear. So it's it's yeah for tire. Well, it is now, but up, up until halfway through last year, I would kill a right rear there. Really? Every night. Yeah, and oh, nobody man. else is even touching them, and I'm listening them. Gotcha. That's and, crazy. Uh, it's kind of the way we had our car set up, and, and really, to be honest with you, when they opened the tire rule up to run the, 
the H15 on the right rear for the MSCS shows. That that was like everything we needed because then we stopped killing the mediums were the ones we were killing all the time. Gotcha. And uh, we, you know, when we went to the 15, it's like we stopped hurting tires. Is that like an aggressive or like a tread thickness? It's just, just a compound. A compound. It's just a softer Harder, compound, softer, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. My experience with the medium, which is what the USAC guys have to run, it's really hard. And there's times you have to do things to the car to make the tire work because it's so hard and then get a hold of track as well. And then sometimes they seal up, and when they seal up, then you're just spinning them, and then you spin the tire blisters. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. And uh, we, we had trouble with that for a long time. And even the other night when we were there, you know, our car wasn't near as good as it is on the 15. So For sure. I did see... It looked to me, uh, the track looked like an ice rink out there. It looked really greasy. I mean, I know it usually is a little bit, but it looked really, really slick. I don't know that what you felt well, as a driver. but uh, The other night when we got there, the track was as slick as I've ever seen it. Yeah. Not greasy slick, just dry slick. Okay. And Tom usually never has that like that. But I, I think I might have told you when I saw it the other night. I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. I think he wanted to switch it up. Yeah, because you know, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, Kyle has everybody covered most of the time there. Yeah, and and I think you know Kyle and Chase are usually the two probably most consistent best guys there, and and then you know a couple of the USAC guys now, KT and and Grant and Blue, have, they've got a pretty good handle on it, and uh, I think he just wanted to change it up, you know, yeah. throw by a little curveball, yeah, which he did. Yeah, but then you know, he, as he worked on it through the night, it really never got a lot better until the feature. And the feature, then we had a normal racetrack. Yeah, yeah. And he may never admit this, but I'd be willing to bet he did all that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he likes to mess with you guys. I think. Yeah, but, and I think that's great. He, yeah, it's, it's no fun to come to the same track every time, right? I mean, well, the bottom line is, is he he takes pride in his track. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody takes pride in their car running good or whatever, you know. And he knows what to do to set his track up for whatever result, you know, he wants to have. For sure. And that's that's pretty technical, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of racetrack um, promoters or preparers or whatever that, that have that much of a handle on their track. Well, I mean, I know you're I know you're all the way in Pittsburgh, but we pass there all the time. Even, like, I go to work and pass there, and I pass there on the way home. Like mm -hmm. a, a race week, man. I, I see him out there on the tractors, three, three, four, five, six days in a row, working something yes, on that track. Sure, and I think that's really what it takes to a to know your track like the back of your hand, and to have a track that's consistently raceable. You know, I mean, like it's always at least two grooves. Yeah, most of the time three grooves, and sometimes four grooves. Yep, yeah. exactly. You know? We see. I see. And that's why I like it, you know, because you can race. Okay, maybe you're not good around the top, but you'll find some place you can be pretty good. You know, you, maybe the bottom, maybe it's a diamond, or maybe it's in the middle, or whatever. But you know, there's usually some place you can make your car work there. Yeah, for sure. And and you and know, we've seen like I like racing. We've seen you run a wing there. We've seen you run uh, non-wing there. You know, you, I mean, even in the wing, like you've done good with the outlaws there. Like, yeah, we run. I run good there. Just about everything. You know, we ran good with the midget there. Uh, we ran good with the wing car. Like we had one outlaw show, we were we were 
like uh, the anomaly, we were really good. Yeah. And then the Moa shows, when they'd have wing shows there, we were always yeah. second, third, fourth, you know, as where we ran. For sure. How do you how do you so. prepare and come into a into a wing race like that, like with the Outlaws? I think I think the time you're talking about, well, that was when Carson won, right? Uh, you got you guys were up front in the double header, right? Or was it a different? Well, year? I I, did, I ran okay when he won, but I, uh, I ran. I think Paul McMahon might have won the night that yeah that I ran okay. really good. Okay, when he was in the fifty one. Yes. Yeah. He was in the fifty one. Yeah. yeah. He won MST like two or three in a row there. Great race. Yeah. yeah. He was he was good there. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's the preparation like? You I mean you want, you run non wing there all the time when you throw the wing on like we see even. Like Kyle struggles when he throws a wing on there. Uh, how do you, how do you prepare for that and get to be at the level you are with a wing with guys who run a wing weekly at different tracks? It's just luck. It's luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't have enough. I mean, we ran a wing for maybe three years. We kind of tried to concentrate mostly on wing races, but it was like maybe five or six years ago when we did it. But I was too deep into my driving habits to change them, to, you know, to run like the wing guys do. Sure. Yeah. There's sure. two different, two so different disciplines. I'm fish out of water, and, and yeah. I just run it. I, I tried I tried really hard to adapt and learn how to do things like they do, and I'm not capable. Gotcha. So I just go out there and race, you know, and whatever yeah. happens. You know, it, it does, might not look pretty, but, you know, a hop stop, you can run a wing car like a non-wing car and get away with it. Obviously, you're not going to do that at Knoxville or Terre Haute or something like Terre Haute that. Yeah. Or, or really, almost any other yeah. track that you yeah. go to, you're not going to be able to do that. But Hop's um, not so tight, you can still back it in. You can still get away with you know crappy driving habits like I have. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say they're I wouldn't say they're crappy driving habits. They are, in a but way. you know the track too, so you know what you can do and what yeah. you can't do. So yeah, and I like racing close. Like I'm used to racing close to guys. You know, like wheel to wheel in your in your lap type thing. Sure. And the wing guys aren't aren't used to that, and they don't they don't really care for that so much. Yeah, they like the space um, to to be able to drive it in. Yeah, yeah and they, they you know I don't know I've heard a lot of guys say oh yeah that, that they took the air off my car you know I got air tire. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell that is. You know, <laughs> I just run in there and yeah. hopefully I don't run into something and I yeah. pass every car. And, you know, and you finish the race. Is. Yeah, finish in one piece. I, don't, I couldn't tell you if I had air on me or off on the air. Yeah. So who's a, who was a driver as off the wall question here? Uh, at maybe growing up or when you were younger, who did you like watching or following, whether it be a midget non wing sprint or a wing sprint guy that you looked up to or, you know, liked watching? Well, I, when I was a kid before I started racing, it, it was Rich Bogler. Yep. Um, and, and even. I raced against Rich um, a little bit before he, he had his um, crash. Yeah. Uh, and then once you know when I started working on sprint cars, kind of a lot out on the West Coast, Leland McSpadden and Schumann were really the guys that they're kind of almost opposites. You know, Schumann was like real smooth and calculating, and uh, when there was a lot of money up, he was going to be hard to beat. You know, he wasn't going to stick his neck out for a, a regular show, but when the money came up, look out. Yeah, Leland sure. was more kind of a guy that I kind of, I don't want to say looked up to, but like that's who I was more like. You know, Leland was just on the hammer all the time, just, you know, 
I'm I'm going to win everything, kind of like Vogler was. You know, I'm yeah. going to win hot laps. I'm going to win qualifying. I'm going to win heat race. I'm going to win all of it. Yeah. And and he would ball it up a lot. You know, I mean, it just when you race hard, you're going to crash. Well, Schumann was one of those few guys that could race hard and not crash very often. Yeah. So yeah. I try. I looked up to both of them, but I was more like Leland, and I I kind of looked. You know, I kind of like that. Yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite track? Period. I think we have a good idea, but <laughs> yeah, I, know, I think you already ma- think, you already mentioned it. I think, but uh, I think Hopsaw. I, I like Sun Prairie, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, that was always fun. Um, oddly enough, when they had 16th Street Speedway here in in Indy, that was fun. It was a different. It was a circle, basically. I like that. Um, Where was that at? Just down. it was uh, the old Bush Stadium uh, baseball park. Okay. Um, it was right down, just about a mile and a half, maybe two miles from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Okay. Towards downtown. Um, and that was fun. That was really the first weekly midget race I ever got to do. But uh, it was it was kind of a cool place. Maybe just because it was close to home. I don't know, but I liked it. Yeah. Um. Ascot was always cool. Um, probably, probably my two favorite places to race were probably Sun Prairie and, and Hopspot. Yeah. What do you think about like a bigger track? You more of a small bullring guy, like Terre Haute. You ever run Terre Haute or any bigger track? Yeah, well, I've Ascot, won. But. I've won at Terre Haute in the, the non-wing sprint car. Won one MSCS show there. Um, I don't know, 2005 or something. Yeah. I, I ran good in the Hut Hundred. I think I led a couple Hut Hundreds for a while. That Terre Haute. Uh, I think I, at Terre Haute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I ran. I think fourth was the best finish I ended up having. In. Um, do you think? Uh, I, I, go ahead. Um, I, I ran Ascot was a big track. I run Eldora. I run uh, the old Granite. He was a big half mile. I ran that. Yeah. Now that's a three ace now, but yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned Hut Hundred. Do you think? I know with the way stuff is now, it's pretty hard on you know a big track like that on midgets. Uh, you think it ever might make a comeback? Maybe there or somewhere else, or this is probably done. The event, For me, the event itself. I'm just saying, oh, uh, as far as the Hut Hundred itself. I man, I don't know. I keep hoping that it would make a comeback. I don't think it'll ever happen at Terre Haute again. Yeah. The midget guys now, um, they don't, they have no desire to run big tracks. You know, we used to run Belleville and stuff. Yeah. Yep. They just, I mean, it's hard on motors for midgets. Well, the midgets ran Belleville all the way up until, what, Coulson. like 2015? Well, we're coming up on six years today. It was Coulson passed away there. Gotcha. Yeah, so that was right at the end of it. And um, I think the last time I ran Belleville was 2000. And I don't know, might not even been in might have been ninety ninety eight or something. Yeah. But I mean it was hard on engines then and it was hard on them now, but yeah. they don't people don't want to go do that anymore. And to be honest with you, some of these guys they got racing, they don't need to be taken to a place like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean you know, cause that, the kind of racing that the midget guys most of them typically do. They're going to hurt somebody big time. They go back to a big track like that. Yeah, for sure. I'm anxious I mean, to see actually what happens at uh, Eldora this year for Four Crown with 
all these younger guys running it. I mean, there's no, like we talked about just the bigger tracks. There's only what like usually twenty, twenty three cars yeah, there usually for four crown for the midgets. Yeah, yeah not many. Cause yeah, that's a like we said, it's the biggest hard on shit. Yeah, so and we've seen it some is, nasty ones. Eldor is a little bit different because you got so much banking there. And yeah, hold the cars in, and they've changed the banking a lot since I ran there. Yeah, you know, where you can kind of run middle and bottom even. Sure. Yeah, uh, but, but, but it's usually slick enough that. Slows you know, down you don't feel time. like Superman there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some all of the guys, other cars run. Some of them guys still running on the wall, though, in a midget. So. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's the <laughs> but, best way to be there. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But, uh, there's, I, I think there's fewer people at that place that, that have that, uh, that are that brave. Sure. Sure, it's got to be scary. A lot of midget guys now just think it's bumper cars. Yeah. They, yes. don't, even, they don't even try yeah. to race each other. They just push them out just of the way. Or slide or throw a right rear and yeah. throw you off the yeah. track. Yeah, for sure. And and unfortunately, that's there's a couple in the sprint car deal that are starting to do that. And yeah, yeah. there's a couple. There is. That needs to, that needs to stop. But yeah. So you did know, you want? Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do think I know how to fix it, but. Yeah, yeah, you're just, <laughs> you're, you really are just gonna have to start penalizing no, people. Nobody like actually asked me, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we can ask you. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, why we're here. <laughs> how do you fix it? Yeah. Well, I think I think it needs to happen from the sanctioning body to to do it without hurting somebody. Sure. Uh, and if that doesn't work or they're not willing, then I think it needs to be handled um, by the in a rough drivers. way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know? I mean, there yeah, was some so. there was some racing during Indiana Sprint Week. Even I know you didn't run the whole week, but I know you watched it. Probably. That, yeah, uh, man, there, there should have been some black guys <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and I th- I thought that I don't, I don't know what your take on it was, but I thought that C.J. Leary was all uh, I thought that was justifiable. Maybe. Oh, I did too. I don't have a problem with what he. In fact, I was yelling at the TV for him to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. <laughs> we I was too. sitting here. Yeah, I was enjoying it, but uh, the blue dozer fucked a lot of people up. Yeah. Yeah, but, and. Uh, uh, I mean, he got me at Hopstock at the end of last year. Yep. And he got me at the World Outlaw Show the year before. Uh, I didn't crash, but he did, you know, did his normal thing. And he actually tried to do it at Hopstock the other night. I kind of saw it coming, so I backed off. But sure. I just don't. I don't know. I, I have a problem with people that think they own the racetrack. Yeah. When they and, don't. And it's your problem. <laughs> You know, it's your problem to get out of the way, or your responsibility to get out of the way. That's yeah. not how it is. No. Yeah. You know, we I mean, had a we had a we had a deal. We were pretty uh, we were on the blue side there for a while because you know for a while, man, I saw him give parts and right rears to kids and like signing stuff, and like he was always the first one out of the pits during a wreck to mm-hmm. look at safety and this and that, and then like it turned a corner again this year when he started winning again, and now he's just throwing bombs and and wrecking yeah. people, and, and Okawa and, was. He got his ass beat in O'Caller damn near. So it started off bad, and he's still doing it. So He's still doing it, yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't race with those guys a lot, so sure. you know, it's yeah. probably not my place to say. Yeah. No, it's fine. Something, I mean, it's something a, needs to change for sure. Yeah, it is. And and the, the crazy thing is, is the ones that do it the most, uh, Blue now and then. Justin uh, Grant. Justin Grant was one that we, we've, we've yep. talked about for years now that he just – I mean, he'll he'll give a right rear to his grandma if he has to win a race, 
Right. And, uh, or, or even just because. You know? Yeah, or yeah. even just because. It could be a heat race, a lap car, whatever. We saw him do it to Jaden Rogers at Lawrenceburg last year. and For sprint week, mm-hmm. yeah. For sprint yep. week. And, you know, and then. But he, him and Blue, that first night of sprint week, him and Blue traded him. Yep. Yeah, you know? I thought they were going to wreck each other that one. Yeah, I did too. And, I mean, the one thing I will say about Grant, because, you know, I've had issue with him before, but he. Usually when someone does it to him, like I, I forget where somebody crashed him, I think in a midget. It was uh, Kofoid at Hopstop for Midget Week. Oh, it was okay, yeah. Well, that he was one of them this really year. I think there might have been it. another one, yeah. Yeah, he didn't bitch about it. He like, you know, hey, that was just kind of racing. Yeah. Which is good because then that would be critical. Yeah, I'm sure. I the bad it. thing is, is that mentality shows you that he thinks it's okay. Yeah, he knows what he's that's, doing. That's where the, that's the fundamental problem is when a guy has that kind of mentality, that's the way you're That's not racing. No. That's not racing at I mean, all. And you guys are open wheel I mean, racing. You guys I mean, aren't uh, you're not fender racing. Yeah. If, yeah. If you, you want to jump in a late model, you can do that. Yeah. Go ahead. Like give somebody a right or in a late model to drive around you. Uh you might get your ass beat the late model guys don't get Yeah, they're fuck, you're but, probably gonna get your ass beat. Yeah, but uh <laughs> we talk about uh, sliders and things like that in the midget racing. Did you see any of the BC39 this past week? Did you yeah, watch? Yeah, I other? watched. I watched. I, mean, uh, I watched the like the C, the B, and the A on, on Thursday. Yeah, I mean the, they're at the end. The racing was the racing wasn't very good until the A. Yeah, when yeah, the A. Main, yeah, it was. But I mean, good. like we're talking about clean sliders. I mean, the last I thought the last however many laps that was with McIntosh and uh, Kofoid. I mean that was. That's how you should be racing, you know, like clean sliders and, you know, yeah, clean, not bombing Even guys. that, you know, really, I don't think guys understand sometimes that you can throw a bomb, but you're, it's, it's not racing. And all you're doing is you're going to give up on the other end what you give getting in. Yep. Yeah. And, and that, if you try to race a guy side by side, then you got a better shot of, not having him cross over and stuff. Most guys just don't see that anymore. Yep. There's the only time. thing I will say is Kofoid, how he was running up on the wall. Yeah. That was that was impressive. That like was. The whole thing, they, everybody was running, did a good job. He was almost on the fence. Like, he was <laughs> he might have been a couple fence. times, fact, yeah. He had his right rear at the top of the wall. Yeah. And had he have gone, you know, another six inches, his right rear would have been over the wall. Yeah. So that was pretty impressive how he, he was able to read the banking and the dirt built up on there as a ramp and, and use that. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was impressive to watch. It was. Did you happen to catch uh, Tony Kanon getting in a midget? Um. That was before briefly, they did it before I the, the the end of it, and I thought, wow. I mean, did you why are, did you catch his interview? I did not. I don't know what he said. Well, I guess they're uh, they're they're letting the Grand Marshal every year at the BC thirty nine take a couple laps, so they're going to nominate a Grand Marshal every year, but. At the end of it, he got out. He looked at, I don't know who the race director at uh, IMS oh, is. Oh, the president, uh, Doug Bowles. Doug Bowles. He he told Doug, he said, man, if you give me a cushion during the Indy 500, he goes, we'll be a lot faster. <laughs> well, maybe they should try that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw a little dirt up on the wall. Yeah. I would I would have figured it. Well, I don't know. I, don't, I really didn't have an expectation when I heard he was going to get in the car. But, you know, he's pretty brave in the Indy car. Yeah, for sure. He'll, he'll make some moves that most guys won't, and it's fun to watch. But well, those guys are nuts. Kind of maybe had an eye opening getting in the midget there, and that is a whole different discipline. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. But, he tested it a couple times, but uh, 
he, uh, I think somebody was like, well, he bounced it off the wall. I was like, well, not too bad. I mean, for maybe your second or third, however many times in the in the midget. So yeah, and he ran yeah. like ten laps, or whatever it was, before the race started. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think he probably had some fun. <laughs> he probably had what? He probably had some fun. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They ought to get him out there with some cars now and see, you know, see how he likes it. <laughs> We've touched on it a little bit too here, but what what would you say would be the sketchiest track you've ever been on? Ah, uh, boy. Sketchiest track I've ever been on. Well, or you can name a couple if you got a couple. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a few. Uh, I ran a place called Pecatonica, Illinois, one time. It was like a square. Okay. It was a half mile, but it was like 90 degree corners in every corner. That's interesting. Was, That's different. It was slick. And at first, when we went there to hot lap, it was so dusty, you could only run one or two laps and get pulled out and let the dust clear because you couldn't see. That was pretty sketchy. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> um, where else did I run? I ran someplace the lights went out. What was that? Hmm. Wasn't Putnamville, was it? I know that's happened. No, that's a good, that's a good guess, though. <laughs> I've been there when the lights were out. I can't, I can't remember where it was, but the lights went out on us when we were racing, so that was kind of sketchy. Yeah. Um. But uh, I don't know. There was. That's probably really the only things that I really remember come to mind. Yeah, that square track sounds really interesting. That does. I've never yeah. heard of that. That sounds wild. Yeah, you can look it up on uh, on the satellite Google Google Earth or whatever. What was it called again? It is. It's start with the P. Pecatonica. It's up by uh, east of Rockford, or no, west of Rockford. Sorry, um, Rockford, uh, Illinois. It, yeah, Indiana. Rockford, Illinois. Okay. up northern Illinois. It was it was strange. They didn't have a tow truck either. And somebody crashed. They had a what they, they do? Yeah, I think they use somebody's pickup or something to bring the car back. <laughs> Just throw a tow strap on it and drag it. Yeah, I think a couple guys. I think three or four guys lifted the thing. What was left of it back into the truck. That huh. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we sure come a long way on uh, safety and things like that, but that uh. Yeah, but you know, there's some places you go, you kind of yeah, look at and it and go, hmm, and there's man, still I don't know. there's still some that's like, uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. There's a couple that I. I forgot, it was an all-star race somewhere. I took a picture out of my phone. I was watching on Flow Racing one night. Somewhere in Ohio or somewhere. And they had, you know, the big, like, plastic 55-gallon barrels? They had those mm-hmm. stacked up around, like, they had, like, 100 of them stacked up around the fence. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Was that, a, was that a Sharon? Eh, it wasn't Sharon. It was somewhere in Ohio, though, softball? I think. <laughs> the what? Was that their softball? I yes. guess. <laughs> it was their, their their term of safer barrier, I guess. I don't know, but... Yeah. Um, I don't, I'll have to find that picture again, but I don't remember where it was. I feel like it's somewhere in Ohio. But uh, actually, you know what? Fremont might have that. It might have been Fremont. It's, it's way off the track, though. Yeah, but yeah. I can but I can still see it in the camera angle, and I was like, yeah, "What the hell is it. that?" I think Fremont <laughs> does have something like that. But okay, this, it's way off there. You okay. can get to it. You've done. You've had a really big problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that must have been it then. Uh-huh. So, what do you consider the biggest win of your career? Oh man, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I probably don't have one that sticks out. Really. There was one. Uh, I think you're just too modest. Uh, last week at or not last week, last year at Hopstot, you had a big one. MSCS, I believe it was. Yeah, that was cool. First time winning at Hopstot. It seemed like 
took forever to to get one. Yeah. Uh, and that was fun, you know. That was neat because I, you know, I beat Kyle and Chase, so that was that was impressive. At least they were yeah. there for you to beat them, you know. Yeah, at least they were there for me to beat them. Yeah. But uh, I think probably the one that's one of the coolest ones is probably uh, won a race at 16th Street Speedway, the first race I ever won in the midget that I built, the frame that I built. That was pretty cool. Um, and I won. Uh, I ran a 360 wing sprint car race at Lima Land for a guy that I'd been driving non-wing stuff for here and there, and I'd never ever run a 360 wing car before. And we won that. That was kind of neat. Hell yeah! Um, I won a 410 wing show up at Butler. So I've kind of, I don't know, I've got one of of each of those, you know. So that's they're all kind of cool, but yeah. Um, some of my more, you know, memorable races are not races I won. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's I, your, I'm just happy to win. Then yeah, what's your, yeah, what's sure. your most memorable race then? What's the one you're most proud of that you've, that you've been a part of? If you um, have one. I think, uh, actually I won a race at 16th street from the tail one night. And then last. Nice. Um, the earlier this year at Hobscot, well, I won the first race of the year. Yep. And the second one that was a good one. I screwed up uh, the second race. I, I was on the front row and I screwed up in the third turn of the first lap and went back to I don't know tenth or eleventh or something. And you came and back. I came to, uh, back up. I got second. I was about three car lengths behind McDougal finish line yeah i remember that yeah you were and i remember that i raced my butt off on that one and i thought i really thought that I, if i had one more lap i kind of won it yeah but you got tangled up with somebody in that one didn't you or you slipped well, up you slipped I, up on the cushion I, or something up i top. screwed up and kyle got into me because ah, he yeah. to go that's what it was uh, yeah, yeah. it wasn't his fault it's my fault yeah um, i remember but that then by the time i got going again i uh i was waiting 10th or 11th or something, 9th or 10th, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, and, well, it, and it went green to checkered. Before we yeah. uh, before we move on to your nickname, which I know everybody's wondering about that, uh, um, do you think that the whole flow racing and dirt vision thing, I know there's like a big thing with the drivers and maybe promoters that think that like flow racing is hurting non-wing racing or wing racing or all racing in, in, in general with crowds as far as butts in the seats as far as people in the seats do you think that's hurting the fact or do you think it's just more just expanding the sport i i don't really know um i think i think it's possible that it hurts it when there's questionable weather okay that makes Um, sense i i don't think it hurts it enough to notice on a regular you know like a, a night like tonight when there's no weather issues or whatever i don't think it hurts it enough that you would notice it um because the same people are going to go to the races they like to go to it's kind of their day yep um where i think it does hurt like i said is if it's if the weather's been rainy you know it's you're like man it's i'm an hour away or something and it looks like crap yeah. here. I don't know if I want to try to go up there or not, or down there or wherever. That I can see hurting it. But I don't understand the whole streaming deal yet. Like, I mean, I, under, I mean, I know people 
people are doing it and stuff, but I don't really know how there's that much money being made on it. Yeah, I mean, but there's a ton of money being made on it. Yeah. So, like, if say I sign up for it, let's say for Flow or whatever, it's 150 bucks for the year. Okay. When I sign up in January, let's say all the USAC shows are on there, all all star shows, and maybe three regular regular weekly shows from from three different tracks. Yeah. Maybe they're on there, but by the you know by this time of the year, there's they've added. instance like all that map tv stuff that they got that that's all added on there now and then maybe they got signed two or three more tracks well all of a sudden now the 150 dollars that they made off of me instead of splitting it say 20 ways now they're splitting it 30 ways and i don't i don't see how that adds up i I just i'm naive on on how all that works well i don't know that I, i don't know that the tracks of the series are getting any kickbacks on it anyway are they well, from what I understand, I, I don't know about anything like on a weekly track setup, but like for USAC, I've been told, what since they're doing close broadcasting all the USAC shows, when they go to a track like Tri-State or something like that, USAC, to have a, a USAC show, there's a, it's, I don't know the dollar amount, but let's just say it's $25,000 to have an event. Sure. And that includes the purse. Uh, the sanctioning fee and what whatever comes in that package. So what I understand happens since they're showing it on flow, there's a discount given to the tracks on on the sanctioning fee or some some element of that. They're getting a discount on. They're not actually receiving money, but they're getting they're not paying out as much for the same show. Gotcha. So does that work out for the tracks? I don't know. It must because they're still having having the shows, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's. I, I I don't know how all that really the nuts and bolts of that work. Yeah. But and and I'm assuming I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming the flow deal for the all stars is similar of some sort, uh, or for whatever you know. The difference I see between like the world of outlaws and and USAC and, and all stars is the World of Outlaws owned by World Racing Group. Well, they also own Dirt Vision. Yep. Yep. So they own the whole thing. So really, they have all the monies going to World Racing Group, no matter what. Yep. So it's easier for them to take money and move it around. You know? Yep. And it's way and it's I, way more expensive, too. Yes, it is more expensive, but, you, I mean... You still get a lot. You get yeah. a lot because you get all the World Outlaw Sprint Car shows, all the World Outlaw Lake Mom shows, all the all the big Knoxville, big shows, Williams Grove, all that stuff. Williams Grove, Knoxville, the Extreme Series um, now. Yep, Extreme Series for sure. Yes, yeah. so you're getting a lot. You're, I mean, and their broadcasts, their quality of the broadcast is better. Yeah, you know it, it. It's it is noticeably better. Is it enough to for the extra money? I uh, I wouldn't. To me, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't have to have a. Yeah, I'm not an ultra high definition person, so that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> but I do know that there's a big battle brewing between Dirt Vision and Flow, and they're all trying to gobble up everything they can. Oh yeah, well those and like I, the hunger hippos going out there trying to grab all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, uh, and so I uh, obviously it's not going away. Yep, but it also opens opens people's eyes to you know say us we'll watch. If there's a late night race, we'll watch a NARC series out west, the 
uh, yeah. California series or that's Ocean, maybe Ocean Speedway. Ocean. That's uh, the plus or, side of or some other different. Sure. Flow You'll learn uh, different names, different drivers, different series. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's great, you know, because you're obviously you're not going to go out there to watch the race. Yeah. For, you know. But you so, might see it and be like, hey, I might want to try to go there sometime. Or but yeah, that, might that th- might make you want to go. Exactly. Or you might know the guy that is running. Like, oh, I remember this guy. You know, back a few years ago, I started watching full racing or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely in that aspect of it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I have to say, I like it. I, I mean, I'm, I like this that they're putting all these races on on. I say TV. It's all streaming internet, but but it's you know it's available. It's it's so, available yeah and and i grew up you know when i started racing the thursday night thunder was yep. the deal on espn oh hell yeah and and we ran that for a long long time like i mean i was there from the early 90s all the way through the the late 90s sure maybe even in the into the early 2000s and then it kind of went away but i remember they had a big meeting one time. They invited all the drivers and crew chiefs and whatever owners and stuff. They wanted to talk about the Thursday Night Thunder thing because they had moved it around. They started on Thursday, then they went to Saturday, then they went to Wednesday, and they were kind of trying to find something that worked. And I remember I remember saying at this meeting, I said, you know what? They were doing tape delay stuff. I said, well, nobody cares about tape delay. <laughs> I was like, if that's all we got, then I think we shouldn't do it. I think we're we're doing ourselves a disservice. For sure. I said, I said, I'm not. You know, I'm not one of the. I'm not the Jeff Gordon or Tony Stewart or Stevie Reeves or Vogel or Butler, them guys that were the the show. But I said, I don't see it being worth it. You know, I don't. I don't think the live TV the live TV thing was was good, but it had its limitations because you only had a time slot that you could work in yeah you know the just, streaming deal it doesn't matter how long it goes for you know? sure yes yeah. it's like, just like and it's better because yeah. you don't miss anything you don't consent anything you're not hurrying people up at a bad time or you know waiting on the commercial break to go back green or something like that yeah and so it's it's a lot better it's a lot more coverage dude we, a lot better coverage you know yeah i mean that all's tried you were there i believe for the double header uh, Hopstock for the Outlaws. They tried the uh, CBS Sports Network, tried the live TV, yes. and yep. it just doesn't work, I don't think. I mean, they it's tried to make it work. It's a lot work, harder to make it work, for sure. It's yeah. hard. I mean, but NASCAR, of course, they can do it, but it's NASCAR. But, yeah, dirt racing, I don't think it's uh, – yeah, it doesn't really work, like you just yeah. said. So, but I mean, they did it on a, on CBS's Sports Network. Yep. So they had a little bit of leniency there. Yeah. Yep. Whereas if they'd have done it on the, on the Actual national CBS, CBS channel. Yeah. They couldn't have. They couldn't have made that work. You know, it would have been a lot harder. Yeah, I think. But I think streaming is the right way. Yeah, I think it's great that they're. You know, there's people doing it, putting forth the effort and the, the money and all that. And I think you know, it's like like I'm not going to go to all the outlaw shows or whatever, but I'm going to watch some of them. Yeah, sure. Uh, and the USAC shows. They like I run maybe two or three USAC shows a year, or maybe four or something. But I'll I'll watch them. Yeah. You know? It doesn't. It's not. Because I'm watching it on flow or whatever doesn't mean that it's taking my seat, my ass out of the seat. So yeah. Because I wasn't going to go watch them anyway. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? I mean, my view in the, in the opposite, I think that we see a lot of tracks out there now on flow, and it puts more tracks on our list that we want to go to. Yeah, that's that you want to go to, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and it's great. You get to see places all over the country. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. I, I, I think I think there's way more positives than negatives to this to the. That's good. I, I think I think that's what I was getting at with the question was. Do you think there's more positives than negatives? Because uh, I think so. For the promoters, there's but, a lot of negative, but for for promoters, it's it. You know, I'm not a promoter, so I, I can't answer that from their perspective. But I mean, you know, if you go anywhere in the country, I don't care what coast, what, what corner, what in the middle, anywhere, and you go, oh yeah, have you ever heard of Tri-State Speedway? They're all going to go, oh hell yeah, that place puts on great races. The Outlaws are good there. You said good there, man. It's awesome. You know, uh-huh. the midgets are fun to watch there. Everybody's going to know. Yeah. You know, and and same as you go like some of the places like Pennsylvania that they go to, you know, uh, Grandview or, or you know, Sealands Grove, um, Port yeah. Royal, wherever. I mean, places that you wouldn't have normally seen on TV here, they might have it on the local channel out there, yeah. but not here. So now we get to see that, and and I would have probably never seen that at you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. my days of traveling are pretty well done, but yeah, yeah, um, I I think it's great. Yeah. I yeah. love to see that. So do yeah. we. And I was so talking to I was talking to a guy last year at Knoxville sitting right next to me and uh, asking him, you know, you see any Indiana tracks, you got flow or whatever, and he's like, yeah, there's one there, and he's trying to think of the name of it, and I started naming him off, you know, and, and I said, he was like, it's a big track, so I said Terre Haute. He's like, oh, yeah, Terre Haute. He goes, that place looks kind of cool. So I was telling mm-hmm. him that I go there quite a bit, you know, when I can, and so, like, you know, a guy like that just stays at home in Knoxville or in the area and checking it yeah. out, checking different tracks out, so. Yeah, but, uh, no, I think, I think it's, it's, I think it's the positives yeah. yeah. Well, there's always people that whine though. Like, well, they've always whined. You know, back here we are in 2022. I mean, look at look where we're at in technology wise. Well, yeah. And but back in the day, well, I wish this was on TV, and now it's on TV, and people still bitching about it. Like, so, well, yeah, there's there's got, people that are you're never gonna please everybody. Yeah, you can't okay? please everybody. People bitch just to bitch and, anyway. And so it's just you got to do what's best for your situation. If yeah. you're a track or you're a, a sanctioning body or whatever, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that that there people are doing it. I think it's great, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I like to, you know, I like to go like Knoxville. You guys are going to Knoxville or whatever, but I like to go there. And that place, if people haven't haven't been exposed to that, that's the Indy 500 of sprint car racing. Yeah. The Knoxville Nationals, the 410 Nationals, is like nothing else in the country. It's the it's the coolest and atmosphere you can ever be in at a race. It's track. the coolest atmosphere, and I've been to Kings Royal, and that's cool and everything. But the King's Royal is it's the best way I can explain it is King's Royal you're you're right you're at the track the whole time. You never there's nothing to do, you can't go around town. Knoxville when you come into town, whether it's the south or the north, the east or west, you get you know, a couple miles from the track and you start seeing everything like in Indianapolis. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, it used to be, you know, you see vendors set up and trailers and campers and signs of people's houses. I mean, everything is about the Knoxville Nationals. Yep, all the restaurants. And, and it, the closer you get to the track, the more intense it gets. And it's like you get this feeling like, holy cow, there's something big going on here. Yep, yep. You know, we and don't you get out and walk around. And it's, it's just, I mean, I, for people that haven't been there, they got to go. Gotta yeah. try it once. That's what we've been telling. Uh, I mean, I know Charlie couldn't go last year, but we went. Me and Kyle went, and uh, Charlie's going with us this year. But we've been telling everybody, like, "Hey, this is badass! Like, you, yeah. you got to go mm-hmm. if you get the chance. You, you pencil it in. You, you don't can get there. You don't need a pit pass. You can walk around all day long. Cars being all out all day long and never see everything. No, you never see anything. I mean, you everything. can walk down the sidewalk and see drivers walking. I mean, you know, you don't want to oh, bother yeah. them, but they're I they're mean, there. It, and it's 
it's cool in every every aspect. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and you did run that. Uh, you have run that before, correct? Yeah, we ran. I ran there um, twice. I was I watching that. I ran the national. I ran the nationals twice. I ran. Okay. Hospital. Yeah. Um, we ran a, some weekly shows there. I don't know three or four times. Uh, the first year we went to the nationals. Just kind of used to that it. That was all that did was was show me that I needed like I didn't need three or four times. I need three or four seasons. Sure. You know to kind of learn how to drive that place because it's different. That's I've been telling and, people watch out for Aaron Reitzel this year because all he's been doing is focusing he on just nationals. Won the 360 nationals. And he just last won the 360 yeah. nationals. He's been good in a 410 all year. Watch it. He's that. been good. Um, I I do think uh, Donnie Donnie's getting pretty hot again right yeah. now. Yeah. I think he's gonna show some guys that hey, don't forget about me. Uh huh. Well, he almost he almost and got I, it last year. Think, yeah, I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, he was close. And I think Macedo's going to be fast. Yep. I think Gravel's going to be fast. Brad Sweet's going to be fast. Um, and like you said, Ritzel's been there all season, so he's going to be fast. I, Brian Brown's always going to be fast there. Yeah. I don't, you know. it, sh- it should um, be a hell so of a who, So who's your pick? Got you on the spot. Oh, man. Give your t- Okay, give your top two, two or three picks. Who you think could get it? Shots, shots and Macedo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, Larson. And Macedo, nah. Larson finished eleventh in the three hundred and sixty nationals last yeah. night. So I don't yeah. know. Who's, I don't know he's, he's got trying out. He's just trying it out for the four tens, though. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's obviously he won last year or whatever, but yeah. Um, and I think I don't. I don't think I don't think he's. I, I don't know. I just I just don't feel like he's going to be in the top two or three. I I agree. I, I really. I mean, I like. I, I think really shots. Uh, Macedo, uh, Gravel, and Sweet. I think those are you guys, barring some catastrophe. Yeah. yeah. I think those guys are going to be in your top seven no matter what. Yeah. So then you what you got what three spots to fill there? I don't know. Sprinkle <laughs> in Ratzel and Brown for two of them for sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe. And, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe uh Baston maybe or Baston's been hot. Like Rico's that. Rico's always good. There. Rico's, Rico's been fast there. and he he won there last yeah. week for the All Stars. Yeah. So he's yeah. going good right now. Yeah, and he won the uh it, he won Hard Knocks night last year when we were there. Yeah. Yep. So he's won there yep. a few times. There's there's a lot of guys that are obviously capable, but consistency yeah. leading up to it it narrows it down. For sure. Yeah. So But it'll be fun, I guarantee you. It'll yeah. be fun to watch. For sure, I I'm, I wish I could go. Uh, we wish you could go too. It'd be cool to meet up with you there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll hook up there. We'll hook up there soon. My daughter Callie wants to go. Uh, like I said, she's got cheer stuff going on right now. Competition cheer, and then the sideline starts. You know, football season starts. For sure, school started Thursday, so mm-hmm. we're That's gonna. That. You know, we got to do that, and then I think depending on how it goes next year, maybe we can try to sneak out there and go. Hell yeah. Uh, she wants to go. She hasn't. Been, she doesn't remember going there. She went when we ran those two nationals, and that summer we ran three, three or four times. She, but she doesn't remember it that well. So, yeah. Um, and then plus, she's Callie's doing her. She's got that. I don't know if you guys know, but she does a little Callie Foundation thing where she's uh, collecting money for um, Riley Children's Hospital, and then also uh, last month was. Uh, uh, a sarcoma awareness month or something and yeah 
we have a we have a little cousin who's got uh, sarcoma. He's he's her age, like twelve or thirteen, and so she's raising money for both those causes, and uh, and so she's done. She she's already met both of her goals this year so far. So she's really kind awesome. of trying to double her goals by the end of the season. That's awesome. Yeah, and she's doing really good with that. So you know, obviously, uh, in Knoxville, you you have a lot more. Um, a lot more exposure to people that yeah. you know, might be willing to help out those causes. So for sure, yeah, I'm really proud of her for doing that. So that'll be fun, you know. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. I remember her setting up there. She usually set up at your uh, hauler, correct? Yep, 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 yep. Right at the trailer there. Yeah. That was and, actually uh, a question we had really on here. Yeah, that's actually a question we had on our list here for you because we we're going to bring that up and and uh, listen to or hear about that. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so if anybody wants to donate, she can they can look her up on uh, Venmo or PayPal or. Facebook Cali Foundation and then kind of. All right. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in the social media stuff. But that's, <laughs> sure. Does she? That's, does she have that on, the extent? I know. Does she have that on Pardon Facebook me? too? Yeah, I think they have a Facebook thing for the Cali Foundation. Okay. So All right. we'll make sure but, we we'll yeah. make sure we give that a share. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, because yeah. that's she. I mean, she's she's 12, and she's she's doing. She's making a difference you now. It might be small right now, but she's making a okay. difference. And, Any, uh, anything small or large, you know, it matters. You know what? There's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of kids. Most you know, like the Riley Children's deal and, and the sarcoma deal. She's been donating to for kids issues, and you know, there's there's kids out there that don't. None of them deserve the stuff they have to go through in that. Yeah, so, for sure. Anything to make it better. For yep. sure. Maybe maybe you can get with us. Maybe we could do like a. Uh, Maybe eventually, maybe next year at some point, we could do like a benefit cook for that instead of a driver. Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. Oh, oh by the way, thanks for that. That was a really cool what you guys did last week for Sprint Week. The, 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 um, the, the cooking, the, 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 yeah. the barbecue that you guys made, I don't know, we probably had 10 or 12 people, you know, that were – Eating. Trying to eat off of it. Trying, they were uh, like, like vultures trying to get in there and eat, right? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was throwing elbows to keep people back. To be honest <laughs> with you. But everybody said it was like the best they've ever had. So you guys, congratulations on, on yeah, that thing. Well, much appreciate we, that. Uh, that was you're welcome. Fantastic. We appreciate the feedback, yeah. and uh, yeah. we we're just kind of right there with you, man. We just we just want to do something small for everybody, you know. Just yeah, just no, kind of help out. Great. You know, it's cool. Like to someone like me is I'm sort of sheltered at the racetrack you know i don't really go out and walk around and visit and talk to people and mingle and see what's out there i kind of stay at my trailer most of the time yeah mind my own business but it's neat to see guys like you that are you guys that are doing that and how many people really are passionate about being fans of the sport and and doing something to give back like you guys are it's 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 pretty cool and i Honestly, I wish that I was more observant of that at the time that I'm at the track and stuff and not after the fact, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. That's, that's pretty neat. And, I mean, I know there's lots of people out there that are that are like you guys that are that passionate, you know, yeah. go camp and set up shop and stuff for tracks. And that's – I kind of – I'm kind of envious a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people yeah. actually just don't know where to start. Like you know, well, we, we just kind of just wing it and like go for it. Like this, so this is all is our first one. This is so all I mean, new to us. We know we know some adjustments to make next time, and 
what to do, what not to do. But yep. it was pretty. It went went over really well. I appreciate. The, I think the support I think you guys did a fantastic but, job. Yeah, and yeah. I know that everybody appreciated it. I don't. Uh, I don't know how much three hundred and fifty dollars helps, yeah. but you know, any dollar amount I feel like would have helped. We were actually we were shooting for anything over a hundred. We were going to be good with that to give yeah. to somebody. So is that what uh, your total came out three fifty? Yeah, that's what we donated. That's what we got to that's donate. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. uh, like a right rear, right? Maybe, maybe a little less. Yeah, heck yeah, no, it is. But uh, we're uh, we're making some adjustments, but we'll be back. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll, we'll get one in this year yet. Maybe not. Maybe we'll be yeah. back next year for sure. But yeah, we're think we're yeah, thinking uh, about sure, maybe. Keep me for, posted on that because you know, we'll do it again for sure. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we'll get back to the uh, doc here. <laughs> we have a few more questions for you. I uh, hate to okay. take up too much of your time, but where did the name Critter come from? And what about the palm tree on the side of your car? I know a lot of people want to know this. <laughs> All right, well, I doubt many people care about the name, but I'll tell you <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, I, my dad was a USAC official. He was a um, midget division supervisor when I was born. Then moved to California, uh, and we asked him back. Because he worked, started working for USAC, so we traveled to all the races as I was a baby growing up and a little kid. Well, at the racetracks, I would be running around, you know, going to see drivers or just be bopping around like little kids do, you know. And people that didn't know my name, oh, look at that little critter there. And I think if I'm if the story that I have heard is true, Greg Staub, uh, Greg Staub was a sprint car midget racer. And also an official ran on Speedway for a long time. He, his dad actually said, "Hey, look at that little critter," and that's kind of where it started. Yeah. Uh, and a side note to that, uh, my first real sprint car ride was driving for Greg Stubb. Ah, nice. <laughs> he was driving for the Law Brothers, and he asked me if I wanted to run his car one night. Um, John Heidenreich was supposed to run Eldora, and John got sick couldn't make it he called me at like noon and said hey you want to run eldora for me tonight and i said hell yeah <laughs> and so i ran over there and then started running the rest of the summer for him uh-huh. sorry john but that's how it happened so. <laughs> <laughs> but, so that was kind of a nice little side note you know if his yeah. dad was really the one that sort of started the nickname thing then that kind of was full circle yeah um, that's awesome and that's really how it stuck you know people just started calling me that and then you know there's probably 80% of the people I know probably don't know my real name. So, <laughs> there you go. That's what I see on, I think, on Twitter. I know you're not on social media or nothing, but we just jumped in Twitter a few months ago, and somebody, I forgot who it was, is a page I follow. They're like, man, there's there's not a better name in racing than Critter Malone. Like, I don't know, it was a page on there or some guy. It was Walkipedia or somebody. I don't know who it was. but uh, So it's it, everybody at least has maybe heard your name at least once. But. Yeah, I think, I think unfortunately, I'm not getting rid of it, so. Yeah. It's stuck. Um, You're stuck. You know, that's what it is. But, I'm stuck with it. But it is, is Chris. Fine. You know what? Chris, correct. That's, that's my real name. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. But I've been called a lot worse than Chris. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, yeah, me and too. And probably just well, the other night. We've all been called worse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the other night, too, you said? Is that what you said? Probably just the other yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was somebody that wasn't happy with me. <laughs> Heck, yeah. So, that's out of the way. What about the palm tree? Is that a, a California-related? palm tree. Now, that's, that's the cool thing there. Okay. All right. So, from in Southern California... Um, there's a, a, a burger, jo- a burger chain called In-N-Out Burger. Um, okay. I've heard of it. I heard it's the best. In-N-Out been, Burger. Heard it's, it's the best. It's, it's a family owned deal and they've had 
it started with, you know, a couple locations and then it turned into, you know, 20 and then 50 and then 100 and they're all through California now. They're yep. in Arizona. Yep. Um, Las Vegas has got a couple. I think Texas might even have a couple now. Yeah. But anyway, they're um, part of their logo has the palm tree in it and like their their cups that you get for the drinks have palm trees on them and stuff and we were out there um actually we weren't out there before we went out there one of the guys that had been helping me for several years said you know we need to put the in and out palm tree on the car somehow and i was like yeah i said that would be cool and he goes let's put it in a number yeah. And so Dave, oh, yeah. Davey Mulligan, who was that's who was helping me at the time or had the idea, he, he said, "Let's do that." So my uh, future sister-in-law at the time, Laura, um, she started messing around with it and you know played with it and put it in there, and it it's like, man, that's it for sure. So we had yeah. uh, at the time freelance uh, graphics was doing my all my decal stuff, so they they took it and they they started making them for us, and and that was back in. Uh, Maybe 2005 was when we first started that. Yeah, and uh, and it's we've had it ever since, and, and I've never found anybody that doesn't like it. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that sticks with you. I mean, uh, yeah, it's one of a so kind. So it's got it's like it's kind of like two meanings. One, it's you know Southern California where I'm from. It's kind of like reminds me of of being back there, but then it's also in and out. You know, sort of reminds me in and out burger. It's not the exact same tree as they have, but it's pretty close. So. Now, now I know what to tell people. Yeah. I've had several people ask me if I knew what the palm tree was about. <laughs> For sure. Yep. But it's something that's, that, that's it. something I've noticed. I mean, even the first race I saw you there at Hopstad, however long ago that was, and that palm tree, you know, it's something yeah. that uh, it sticks with you. Is that your? Is it's that your? Th- you know, it's it's cool. I mean, I I like it. it even if it wasn't mine, I'd still like it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Is that your favorite so burger got, ever? Yeah, for hamburger. Yeah, they're 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 right now it's really good stuff. I um. So what about and the, uh, the animal style? You on that on board with that or? I don't. I'm what's not, your order? I'm what's not your an order there? Style person. Um, yeah. I I can do a four by four though. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yep. Four, four by four and, and fries, a chocolate shake, and a coke is my my go to. Okay, that's your order. All right. Is that four that's patties, four cheese? Yep. Dang. Yeah, because a double double is two and two, and a, and a four by four is is four. And four. Dang. Yeah. That's so a is big the burger. So, yeah. So is the it's, uh, it's a big burger. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's so, usually an end of the night type thing, not oh, a beginning sure. of the night. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I can get more with that. So is the sauce like a Thousand Island kind of like a Big Mac sauce similar? It's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little different, but it is. I think it is Thousand Island based. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But I don't know. I'm going to Vegas in December, and I think I'm going to try it. But I don't know if I can. Yeah, go. I think I think I'm you need to a, go. There's one on the north end and one on the south end. I know. Yeah, there's one. Sure. We're going to the NFR Rodeo. By the down at UNLV where the uh, yeah college down is. The south end there's so there's one I've already got it on the map and I'm like my girlfriend's yeah, it's like on well, the other side of the interstate I think yeah we're she's like we're gonna get one over there and I was like yeah we probably should so oh yeah I don't know well hell when I went out to race uh, uh, the guy that's owners in the car with my wife and I CG uh-huh. we went out in I don't know 2007 I went out to race uh, for Dwight Cheney. Uh, out in California at Paris one night. Yeah, um, we were kind of kind of trying to get tuned up for the Oval Nationals. I'd never met him or anything, but went out there and we flew out there on a Friday night after work. And as we were coming in to land at LAX, you know, we saw the in and out as we were 
on the approach there. And so we knew exactly where we were headed as soon as we got our rental car. And when we got off the plane, got the rental car, I said, hey, where's that in and out at? The guy goes, oh, it's right over here. You just turn here and go here. So we were, you know, we'll do whatever we're there to do. We'll be secondary to getting in and out burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. That's that's the first stop is in and out yeah, First uh, stop. And we were there for, I think we were – we were there in, in California for 31 hours, had in and out three times, and raced yeah. and got a full night's sleep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's a good time right there. That was fun, yeah. Heck yeah. Well, I'll, I'll try it out, and maybe I'll give you a review maybe sometime. But, yeah, uh, usually, like my brother-in-law, Jimmy Light, or um, usually anybody that knows that knows me that goes out and they have it, they usually uh, send me pictures instantly. They rub it in, in a little so bit. Yeah, I'm sure you might be the same. <laughs> eh, maybe <laughs> I might. Just just since you mentioned that, I might now. <laughs> but, we, do, uh, we do it to each other. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, uh, I probably would too. <laughs> <laughs> so on the food subject, while we're here already talking about it, uh, what's up in Pittsburgh, Indian Indie area? You got any favorite places? Any dishes you like to? Certain places you like to hit up, or do well, you cook yourself? Or both? No, cooking's not. That's not my deal. <laughs> but uh, that's a sore subject in our household too. Yeah. My wife's a great cook, but she yeah. she's doesn't want to be the only cook. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not much of a cook. Uh, but we we really Pittsburgh is pretty small. There's not much uh, here. We do have a little a pub called the Mason Inn. And they have pretty good food, pub food, you know. Yeah. In fact, we ate there last night. Heck yeah, and uh, it's pretty good. And then there's a there's a breakfast place there that has a good breakfast. Uh, Ricky's Pancakes House. Uh, oh, there's yeah. another new place there that I've only been to once. I can't remember what it's called, then. and it's okay. Uh, but their town, you know, we have one stoplight. Yep. Um, and maybe three stop signs. Yeah. So nothing wrong with that. It's not a it's not a big place. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like uh, Elberfeld, where I live, uh, where we're doing this at right now, uh, Elber- Elberfeld, Indiana. We don't even have a four-way stop. We got a two-way stop coming into town, so <laughs> it's yeah. uh, a two-way yeah. stop sign. But uh, I like I like small towns. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm that's we moved moved out here because of that. We yeah. kind of like that small town feel, but not too far away from the city where you got. You know, we're only 15 minutes west of the speedway, so yeah, it's not like we're out in the boondocks yeah. for sure. You're close to everything. Yep. Yeah. So you're more of a, like the uh, mom and pop shop type out there. That's kind of where we are too, so. Yeah. You ever go to Big Woods up that way? Uh, I've been to Big Woods once uh, early on when they opened, but. Um, they got pretty good food, I think. I've been, I've never been to one. I think, yeah, I think everybody's pretty happy with that. Yeah. Uh, we've been to, I've been to a place on, on Main Street there in Speedway, you know, that Brozini's is there, uh, Dawson's. Dawson's is real good. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I've ate there before, actually. <laughs> yeah, did, did you like it's, it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I ate there for a, uh, it was a, like, rehearsal dinner. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, and there's, um, there's a barbecue and bourbon place there, and they, they got okay food. Um, Main Street and Speedway's kind of, it's been revitalized, so it's kind of a neat little area right now. Um, but I don't get down there a lot, you know. I work down there, but I don't. Hey, there's you know, yeah, yeah. I know it's there. So, what's the day in the life since you're on the on this subject now? It's uh, what's the day in the life? Where's the work at, or what's going on every day for you? Uh, I work at a place called Howard's Products. We build 
uh, exhaust systems for like uh, indie cars and sports cars and stock, you know, like NASCAR stuff. And we do a lot of uh, midget, midget and silver pound sprint car stuff. You know. Nice. So you work um, you work around race cars every day. Well, I'm around racing stuff all the time. Yeah. And um, so I'm I'm there, you know, all day, and then come home and we got our own stuff to work on, you know, usually two or three nights a week. And between Callie doing her cheerleading stuff and Hyatt, my wife has a boutique, a Sugar Babe boutique that's on the side of our car. So she's usually got stuff going um, both online and she's got a, a storefront too. So we stay pretty busy, you know. Yeah. I mean, probably, probably not as busy as some, but busier than busy others. Enough. Busy enough. Busy enough that, you know, you kind of get – kind of get worn out sometimes yeah, yeah. sure um so is her uh, is her boutique on social media or anything or got a website yeah she's she's got uh she's got the the facebook thing and uh i don't know instagram or whatever that is <laughs> the other one yeah um, whatever the other ones are yeah her her, her website sugarbabesboutique.net sugar babes um, yeah sugarbabesboutique.net gotcha. Okay. gotcha um and she obviously it's mostly women's yeah. uh, clothing and accessories, but yeah. uh, they do a lot of kids stuff there, and uh, so they're doing pretty good with that. Um, and we're trying to you know trying to get her name out there as much as we can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, actually, to be honest with you, she told me the other night. She said she thinks that the Flow deal has actually helped both Dirt yeah. Vision and Flow because when we ran the Outlaw Show. Johnny Gibson yep. uh, had mentioned it, and uh, and and they do on Flow as well. So. She thinks that she's gotten some some stuff out of that, which is pretty cool. That yeah. helps. Um, I mean, you hear the name, yeah. yeah so I mean, that's another positive uh, mark for, for yeah. the streaming deal. We talked about, yeah. Uh huh. So, um, but yeah, she's, she's working hard at that. So we always we've got something going all the time normally. Yeah, good deal. So I guess leads us right into we're kind of I feel like you stole my notes tonight because. Yeah. We're kind of falling into each question, which is awesome. Uh, any sponsors? Oh, well. Any other sponsors you'd like to thank? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, obviously a big supporter of ours. Almost the entire time I've been racing, Sander Engineering. Um, they make uh, midget and sprint car components. You know, wheels is their big thing now. Sander race wheels. Front end components, drive line components, torsion bars. He's, he's done bird cages, all that stuff. He was really big into. It's more getting focused more on on wheels now. Just maybe not, maybe not quite the other stuff as much because there's a lot more competition out there for other people doing it. But Glenn and Mindy Sander have been big supporters of ours for a long time. Speedway engine development. Um, Rick Long and everybody at the engine shop is helped us tremendously and without those two right there we wouldn't be racing uh, at all we'd be done um, and our 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 engine our, our we got a mopar which is uh there's not many mopars out there yeah now. i was gonna say there's not a, there's not many um there's there's you know i'll be honest with you i'm not sure that there was maybe one other one that ran any in sprint week uh, I can't say for sure, but I, I don't recall any. Yeah, I mean, um, but I think Larry ran a Ford, and it, besides that, it was all Chevys, right? Yeah, actually, Larry. He, he's was, been on Chevy. Run Fords. He was running a Chevy for yeah. Sprint Week because they they only had one Ford. Can't get that Ford. Can't get the Ford figured out. Hey, knock it off. 
it's an and, that's uh, an ongoing battle for us down here of uh, Chevy Ford for us. So Chevy Ford, yeah. Yeah, Charlie's a Sh- Charlie's a Ford guy. I'm a Chevy guy, so we got to have I our have barbs. A Ford, I have a Ford in one of my midgets. Yeah. There you so, go, Charlie. And I got That's a Chevy right. in the other one. So I got, yeah. I'm got i on both your good sides, right? <laughs> That's yeah, right. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah, so I'm, really, I'm, I'm as screwed up as anybody because I got a Chevy, a Ford, and a Mopar. And a Mopar, too. Damn, you got them all. <laughs> you spread it out. I got it all. You hit it all. But so, <laughs> yeah. So I was talking to, I'll try to make this quick. I was talking to a guy yesterday. We were uh, went to the Ironman at Peevely. We just got back today oh. about 2 Oh, two yeah, 30. that was a good show, huh? Yeah. It was a late one, but yeah, it was good. It was a late uh, one. We were talking to a guy in the camping area because there's some guys we knew there and uh, never met him before, but he was hanging out with him. So he used to run a midget back in the 80s and 90s. I don't know. I didn't catch his name, but uh, he ran a VW engine. Yeah, and I it, had my first engine was a VW in my midget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, uh-huh. that's awesome. But he, uh, he said he was sitting there after he sold the car. He said he was sitting there at Chili Bowl one year. And he saw this car was like running through the G main, H main, like running through the alphabet soup. And he was like, so he goes back in the pits and he starts looking around. And he's, it's got different heads on it or whatever. But, and he goes, that was my old car. That was, you know, whatever they, they didn't make it. He said, he's, he said he was the last VW to make it to the A main of a chili bowl, whatever year that was. But well, after huh. just before he sold it. But then he said, it's in New Zealand right now. And somebody got a hold of him. And offered him to buy it back, but he's like, I don't know if I can pay the shipping to get it back here. But <laughs> it's still around, I guess. Not here. And, and who who was it? You don't you uh, don't know his name? I don't know. I'll have to ask. Huh. There's a guy I was with. Uh, probably knows his name. I'll get a hold of him and see if he knows his name. But uh, he just kind of came and started talking to us. But I'll see if I can get it. But he was showing yeah, pictures cool. and stuff too. So it's yeah with him in it. So it was definitely yeah. his car. Wasn't just some dude. That's bullshitting. cool. All right. Yeah. So so a little side note on that. Uh, my dad worked for USAC, was killed in a plane crash in 1978 with all the USAC officials. Uh, my mom got remarried a few years later to Red Carruthers. Uh, Red owned midgets and his son drove, and Red was the first one to build a Volkswagen and put it in a midget. He's he's 100% responsible for that whole okay. VW revolution. Okay. So, so yeah, I'll, get yeah, hold of, I'll so, try to get a hold of his name and... Uh, uh, it was the guy's father-in-law, but I'll I'll grab I'll start if I can get his name and and relay that to you. But uh, that's cool stuff, for sure, because that's obviously a thing of the past now. I mean, it's all yeah. what Toyota, the Hondas are kind of making a, trying to can't make a comeback, but uh, but uh, it's kind of cool. It, you know, that was the cool thing about midget racing for a long time was there was a lot of different engines. Yeah, you know, like when I started, I had a Volkswagen and I was always behind, so the Volkswagen. <laughs> was on its way out when I got in, and yeah. the Cosworth was, was there. So then I ran a Volkswagen for like a year or two. Then I then I got a Cosworth. Well, the Cosworth was on its way out when I got the Cosworth, and everybody went to the Pontiacs. So I didn't make the step to the Pontiac, but the Pontiacs kind of faded and went to the Gerties. Well, I ended up getting a Gertie engine, which is basically the, the Chevy I have now. is still the same engine I built in 1992. And back then... There was, at that time, there was VWs running, there was Cosworth running, there was Gertie's running, Pontiac's, there was Sesco's still running here and there. And on the Chevy version, you know, after like, say, 90, 93, 94, 95, 96, right in there, there was, there was Chevy's with uh, dash 11 heads, dash 12 heads, Buick heads, 
uh, Canon valve heads, blade valve heads, 18-degree Chevys, 18-degree Brodex. There were so many different types of engines out there. It was crazy, you yeah. know. And you look at it now, and you've got two. Yeah. Basically, you got the Pony or the the Toyota and the uh, SR11s. Um, yeah. And the Toyota is based off of the Ford engine that I have, the pink Ford. Yep. Yeah. Um, basically, Ed Pink did the first. He, Toyota got a hold of Ed Pink uh, when he was doing the Fords and said, "Hey, we want to do an engine. You know, would you be interested in doing it for us?" And so he kind of designed it based everything off of that Ford engine. I mean, this, they're they're running today the same ignition coil pack and pickups that I have on my Ford that was built in 1993. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, it's it's the pretty same cool. stuff. In fact, the there's two different versions of the Toyota now. There's an A-spec and a B-spec. The A-spec was an old belt drive pump, which is like the Ford. And for the A-spec engines, they have the same water pump, the same belt, the same belt length, the same drive, and all that. It's exactly the same. Hmm. So That's All the cool. way to this day. Uh, so so uh, I'm trying not to get into rabbit hole, which might be in a rabbit hole after this. But uh, <laughs> So that's what's kind of cool about the Chili Bowl is – they can do – there's no rules on engines, right? I mean, I think – I heard Damian Gardner had a car there this year. They had like a V8 that was cut in half or something, and he was running that as an engine. Like, I'm not sure what it was or nothing. There's no there's no rules to the Chili Bowl, but there are some rules. Well, as far there, as the engine or – I don't know. Go ahead. As tell far me, as tell the me engines, your piece. There, there used to be no rules. Okay. Run what you want. Okay. But there was um, – there was uh, my, bro- my one brother-in-law, Davey Ray, he used to go down to Australia and New Zealand and race in the wintertime. And he drove for a guy that had a V8 midget engine. And it was called the Synergy V8. It was basically like two, uh, I might be mistaken on this, like two Kawasaki's that were put together. But it was a purpose-built engine. Okay. So he ran that down there. And he won all kinds of races with that thing, both in New Zealand and in Australia. And uh, then they brought two of those up to the chili bowl one year for i think i think pickens might have been in it and brad mosen or something might have been in the other one yeah and they ran and they weren't they weren't like uh they were v8s but they were tiny but they weren't like head and shoulders above anything else it wasn't like they were just you know made everything else obsolete they did they were were highly competitive it was it was like basically the gist of two kawasaki together put together okay yeah, and, and but I mean, this was a purpose-built, yeah. special block and heads and everything. Yeah. But it was basically that. Hmm. So they ran one year at the Chili Bowl, and then they told them don't bring them back. So they're hmm. they're those V8s are not allowed to run the Chili Bowl. Interesting. Yeah, and honestly, before that, before the Synergy one came out, um, Mel uh, Mel and Don Kenyon had built, I think, two Suzukis they put together to make a V8. They were air cooled. Uh, and they ran that, uh, and that was, had to be early, early 90s that they tried that. And also, I don't know if you remember uh, Gary Runyon, who owned uh, Jack's Tool Rental. He was really big in midget sprint car racing back in the 80s and 90s. He had Hodden Shield driving for him. He had Sammy driving for him. Um, I remember the Runyon won the name. 100 with Warren Mockler and stuff. Anyway, he had... Um, um, they they built their own V8 that was like a Kawasaki. There was actually two Kawasaki. I think that one actually was two Kawasaki welded together somehow huh. or something. 
Interesting. They tried that was called the Runyon V8, and they tried one nines as well. Uh, and then I don't, I don't know really what happened to it. Why it, Butch and Sonny Meyer were were kind of spearheading that thing. Huh. Uh, I don't know really what happened, what became of it. It never, never really took off. But hmm. uh, yep. so there's some out there. There's some guys that kind of mess around with stuff, and I guess, like you said, if they tell them not to bring it back, they don't bring it back. But it's kind of cool yeah. to see guys tinker with stuff and what they come up yeah. with. I guess. Uh, yeah, and that place there, I mean, it's not a horsepower place anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you who, know, was it Steve we were talking to? He said that, uh, he said, man, you'll see cars with just holes drilled everywhere in the seats and everything else to yep. just reduce weight and it's crazy stuff. There's some there's some lightweight cars out there for the Chili Bowl for sure. So when's the last but time you ran there? If you've ever, yeah, I know you probably ran there, but. Yeah, we've ran there. I mean, it's probably been. I'm gonna say five or six years since I've been there, maybe. Yeah. Any um, aspirations of going back? Oh yeah, I man. I, I love going. It's just um, my stuff has gotten. Obviously, it's I built both of my cars brand new in in uh, '99, 2000, and they haven't run that much, but they're still the same thing. You know? Yeah, sure. So. My stuff's a little antique compared to what's out there. Vintage. It's a little bit heavier. <laughs> yeah. Vintage. And, uh, like I that. just, um, we don't have a lot of money to spend on racing, so the money that we do spend, it goes into the sprint car. Yeah. For sure. That's understandable. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, if I had to ride with somebody else, I might go and do that. But yeah. Probably, I don't know that we'll take our stuff back. Yeah. Shit ain't so cheap. We did some rental stuff there yeah. for a while. Where we were renting one car, running one car, and yeah. I, yeah. I ran one, I think third or fourth one year there for the, uh, I don't remember what year, 01 or 02 or something like that. One of the qualifying nights or the final night? Uh, no, no, we, uh, well, I ran, I led, uh, 24 and three quarter laps in the qualifier night. <laughs> got passed by Hines. <laughs> oh. Come out. Damn. Yeah, she passed me going into turn, turn three. Passed Damn the it. Last lap. Damn. Yeah, so I ran second to that. Yeah. And then I ran, I think I ran I think I ran fourth that in A main on Saturday that night. I led, I led like maybe ten laps on the back straightaway, but none on the front. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, that that, was them on the back straightaway don't count. Yeah, the, yeah, the it one doesn't counted. count. It counted <laughs> yeah. to me though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, it's a cool event. We went the first time this year, but uh, yeah. We we'll get out of the rabbit hole now. That was a good. That was a good. Uh, good talk <laughs> yeah. though about the engines and stuff. That's yeah. that's kind of cool because it's it's pretty cool stuff there hearing that. But uh, so we'll uh, we've been over here for we've been on here for a long time now. But and you probably got other stuff to do. But do you have it? We've been on here for a while. But are, do you have any questions for us? You might. You might not. If you don't, that's um, fine. Actually, I would like to know uh, if you guys decide to do another another one of those deals. Uh, I would like you to let me know. Yep. We'll we'll do that again. For sure. Um, and then also, I want to know where you guys normally park. So if I do actually get out of my little <laughs> your bubble, I can come over and see you. Yeah. Uh, well, they moved the camping. If we have the camper there, if they're allowed, you know how it's been so wet here lately. But uh, yeah, if we are uh, in the camper, which is usually there, yeah. uh, they moved it to the back, the north lot, that back there by the big barn. Um, is that permanent now? That's where the cameras yes, are. Yes, I think they're so. Not, there they're was not some doing any uh, up the front anymore. So. Yeah, I think that oh, was okay. like the whole. I think there was like some theft or something else going on up there. That and they say just I guess getting people out is quicker with the yeah. cameras not there. That's what they said. But oh, okay. Uh, okay, we're yeah we'll be there in the back. Uh, 
We're just usually the, halfway down or around just in front of the lake a little bit. We try not to be back too far because that's a long walk. But, yeah. uh, it is I, a long walk. Unless yeah. I bring my golf cart. But uh, Lately we've just been having the banner up though. Yeah, we got a uh, orange banner we put up in front of the – we have a – with our logo on there. And uh, yeah. Ca- Catalina Wine Mixer. Just look for the Catalina Wine Mixer. It's uh, one of the Chevy van front-end uh, campers. So, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where you can find us. Well, I'll try to get out there and see you guys. I can't promise anything, but sure. I do need to get out of my shell some. <laughs> sure. <laughs> come on. Hey, anytime, come out and have a hang out and chat a little bit or whatever. Yeah. Okay. You're always welcome. Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll be uh, we'll be in touch, and we'll talk to you soon, Critter. Probably see you. All right, guys. We won't be at the MSCS race because we'll be in Knoxville, but we'll see you probably the Labor Day race if we'll be there. Yeah, Labor Day, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hell I'll yeah. I'm part of Knoxville. And, uh, we'll do. Just tell everybody I said hi there. We will. We'll, we'll do. Will. We'll spread the word. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time. All right. We will. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Anytime. Thanks, See you. All right. Bye. Bye.